Jed Shepherd. Hi, I'm Jen Wallace. Thank you for joining us once again for X-Rated The X-Files Podcast, episode three. Well, it's actually episode three and a half because something really unusual happened and I think it's quite apt because this is obviously an X-Files podcast and strange things happened within the episode and now something strange has happened outside of the episode. So myself and Jen recorded uh, this episode weeks ago, right? And all done dusted, um, along with episode two. And when I came to edit episode two, um, I had a quick look at episode three just to see if it was all there and all working fine. So I listened to the first like 30 seconds and it was fine, all good. So when I came to edit it like, like a week ago or two weeks ago, it wasn't on my computer anymore. Um, and I thought, that's weird. Maybe I've mislabeled it. Maybe I've it's somewhere else. But I just couldn't find it. And I went via date added, to, modified and date added to my computer. And it still wasn't there. So I thought, oh, that's fine. I've got it on the SD card. But the SD card has disappeared from my house, from my office. The SD card is now gone. Um, so this is on a completely separate SD card and I don't know how it could be wiped from my computer and also I guess wiped from the SD card because the SD card is no more um, and it's the first time I've lost that SD card so um, I don't think I've lost it I think it, I don't know it's weird I think someone came in and did a sweep I think yeah possibly because we were on to something oh, hang on Jen elaborate we heard a loud noise didn't we like loud screeching noise when we came in today Ah. Uh, it's, it's, it's very unusual. So we're going to do this episode again with the kind of, uh, with hindsight. With the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, let's waffle. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Jennifer Waffles. Anyone ever called you that? No, but I like it. Jennifer Waffles. Do you like waffles? That'd be good. Um, <laughs> okay, that's my new Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So we can do this episode um, hopefully a bit tighter and we won't need, to. and also because in the last episode, there's a big revelation that um, Jen came up with, uh, her theory of... Um, of uh, this episode and also maybe a theory of all of X-Files which she yeah and it was all like natural and we worked together yeah. to get to this theory and it was like this incredible eureka moment and exactly. now we have to just say it as it is yeah so we don't have to um, <laughs> we're not going to like pretend and, and try and make it come organically again no. um, so what do you remember exactly what your theory was or do you want me to okay no so we'll so we were talking about um, the different kind of people that saw the werewolf right and so we start the were creature Oh, where cre sorry, yeah, yeah. where man? Yeah. So we started with um, the people sniffing glue or whatever it was, the paint at the start. Yeah, the gold paint. We're like, oh, okay. And then we realised, you realised it, it was a prostitute who was on crack. The transsexual who was on crack. Yeah. Right. Then I realised the creepy guy in the motel was sniffing nail polish remover or something. Yeah, and he was very drunk. And something. he was very he drunk He was drinking well. nail polish remover, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then was there one more? Um, and then... Then if you go to the negative side of things, um, Scully never, never, saw, see, never, sees. never saw it. Yeah. Um, and Mulder was the other person who... Right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So the theory is, Jen's theory is, which will become known as the Jennifer Wallace theory, <laughs> is that... Jennifer Waffles theory. <laughs> yeah. There, there was no were creature because everyone who had sight of this creature was either drunk or on drugs or admitted they were on some kind of medication. Yeah, and the, the psychiatrist that he went to see was like, who's crazier, the man who believes he's a yeah. were creature or the man who believes the man? Exactly. And made a joke about pills, Yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... 
to me, that is like a mind blown moment. Um, and so now I'm thinking about this when we're looking at the next few episodes. Yeah. I'm thinking about who sees the monsters now. Which is or who doesn't. I think we need to go back through all of X Files and just think, <laughs> let's go on. from the beginning. This is an explanation of, of everything. Maybe, because well, in, in, in episode two, Mulder, and actually the end of episode one, Mulder is starting to disbelieve um, everything he's, yeah. he's seen with his own eyes. And maybe he's right to do that because everyone who's seen this were creature is this were monster is hasn't got the the kind of what's the word when you're in court and you ha- and, and you're not a good witness <laughs> it's not a sound mind no yeah, anyway, well, I mean. anyway yeah, yeah. That thing. was high on something <laughs> yeah basically so yeah and that was a kind of a my because i i was ble- i believed in 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 this were creature <laughs> until that revelation and now i'm thinking oh wow Scully's Scully's right the whole time. But let's get anyway, into, we'll yeah, let's get yeah. through the episode and think about that when we're going through it. And also think about the fact this is the second time we've done this. <laughs> so also, I haven't watched this in a few weeks, so I'm going off my old notes. So <laughs> if, if we, we sound stuck, less enthusiastic, yeah. I'm sorry. We'll try to bring back the energy. So maybe we'll be even more waffly than the previous. But we'll let's say not. Okay. Okay, so this is um, Mulder and Scully meet the Were Monster, um, episode three of uh, the new X-Files, the miniseries. And hopefully there'll be more uh, to come. Um, so it does start with that couple, that kind of comedy couple, huffing gold paint in the in the forest. That's it, yeah. Why would you go, if you were a comedy <laughs> um, <laughs> drug... Um, paint sniffer why would you go to the woods to do it why didn't you do it at home for the <laughs> for the for, for more fun for the hallucinogenic oh, yeah, images that's true like when people do mushrooms they would go into like woods or something yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Like, have you seen that movie shrooms no yeah it's kind of about the same thing they have to go into the woods so they kind of experience all this weird stuff um is it a horror movie it's not irish horror movie that's really good yeah one of the few Irish mm. good horror movies. There's a few. Um, yeah, and uh, while they're in, well, they're high on, on, on the good gold stuff, they uh, see a monster fighting with a man. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of in, the, in a clearing. Um, and then this monster sees them and kind of bolts towards them and just doesn't hurt them, just escapes um, into the wood. Yeah. And on a closer inspection, um, they find out that that guy who was fighting with the were monster uh, was Kamal Nanjani, um, who mm-hmm. dressed as a park ranger. Well, I guess he is a park ranger, played by um, Kamal Nanjani. Like an- animal control park ranger, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and But next to him is a dead body with its throat ripped out. That's right. And you just obviously, um, they've only seen the tail end of, of what's happened here. And it's not, not, a, not a good sight. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> not pretty yeah and that's that was a cold open um of it because as you haven't seen um previous episode of the x-files it always starts with the cold open and they were one of the first tv shows to kind of make the cold open a thing um yeah so something weird happens kind of ends on a, a weird note theme music yeah so it sets up it sets up a a murder or a mystery exactly but in a quite a traditional sense right because we're like we've got a monster yeah. we've got a dead body yeah, yeah. well ne- well kind of now this is tr- now it's now traditional, traditional yeah because in pr- previous to this like uh similar kind of like sci-fi shows we just go from start to finish and um and may not yeah you'd like enter in on like yeah well, the, the ship music or the or office or yeah. yeah 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 i'm thinking yeah. of star trek yeah yeah which is funny because think of how um did you watch six feet under I, I try to, but... I but every single episode was a cold opening of a death. Ah. Like, the first two minutes was someone dying in... Uh, they, you know, had how many seasons? Six seasons, so they had yeah. as many weird Six deaths. Six seasons under. Then, <laughs> then the music would start, and then we find out why this death is linked to whatever's happening. Yeah. To I need to go on, back so yeah. and watch that. I know it's one of my favourite TV series. Of all time! It seems slow. 
I watched the, I watched the <laughs> first episode. Well, that says more about your attention. Yeah, I think so, right. It, start, it starts with them having sex in an airplane toilet, and then they kind yeah. of have that kind of... Well, his, no, his dad dies. It starts with his dad dying in a car. Or having sex in a toilet. No, so you're thinking, I can't thinking, remember. Yeah, anyway, no, the, the cold opening yeah. is uh, a man in a car getting hit by the car and dying. And it turns out that's the father oh, who will set yeah. off the whole chain of events for the funeral that's home. Oh, I will watch it. No, I'll seriously, it. it's very it's very interesting, very profound, very funny. Yeah, okay. It is about death, though. <laughs> it just seemed like a rip-off of, like, um, Northern Exposure or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's no, something it's like not. That. Anyway. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> so it cuts to Mulder in his office, um, well, in his kind of new office, and he's throwing pencils at the um, I Want to Believe poster, which is kind of sacrilegious. That's, uh, But it's also... Um, it's kind of what's the word it kind of like shows you like what he's become he's kind of like rebelling against his old self kind of because he's starting to disbelieve stuff um and like i said in the previous iteration of, <laughs> of episode three of this podcast um he usually um threw pencils up into the ceiling that stuck in the ceiling oh yeah you said um, that yeah yeah and i think that kind of there was a spate of that among yeah. schools in like america <laughs> people doing that i think i did it at school did you yeah i used to do, you know i used to go in in school i used to um uh, do that thing where you throw uh, toilet paper on the ceiling and it's just what it's, it's crap to do that it's really horrible to do that because I someone's know. got to clean up eventually they can stay there for years oh my god you developed a conscience yeah. <laughs> we were just speaking how i've changed like in the last like 10 years like um do you think I've done it? That's, really, that's a real weakness if i have yeah you've gone yeah. soft Jeff. No, i'm good. sorry <laughs> yeah i think it's horrible um but they go into uh, the woods, Mulder and Scully, because obviously this is an exile, because something ex- um, unexplained. Um, and they try to explain why there are three dead people there. And uh, they try, um, there's various different conclusions they can come to this. Uh, one is being attacked by wolves, uh, which is what Mulder in his, in his new kind of guise as a, um, a lateral, not a lateral thinker, kind of a straight shooter. He doesn't really think things are strange anymore, everything that can be explained, so he thinks they're wolves. And conversely, Scully thinks it's humans, um, uh, but kind of like horrible serial killing humans. Yeah. Um, and then they see the, the, the drawing that the witnesses did, the, the, the huffers. Is that what you call it? People yeah. who huff gold paint? Huffers. Um, and just, just to let you know, if you haven't seen the episode and for some reason you listen to this without seeing the episode, their faces were covered in with, with gold paint, kind of like a gold beard type situation, which I think is kind of hilarious. But um, the, mon- the drawing of the monster has three eyes. And um, then this cuts quite a lot. It's very, it's very short scenes. And then it cuts to uh, our first look at the uh, trans person. Mm. Um, and, and again, we discussed this previously, but you had real problems with the yeah, depiction and actually, of trans people. Well, not, not a real problem. I just don't think it's funny. I, I, now I've, I was softer on it three weeks ago than I am now. Right, now okay. I think it wasn't funny. And I yeah. think it was punching down instead of punching up. But I do appreciate that it was somebody from rupaul's drag race shangela yeah and yeah. and so you know uh, that that itself is a good cameo like that's a that's a nice it's a funny great cameo wink and to the audience yeah especially as like so i think shangela was in series two of of um rupaul's drag race great tv show guys it's on netflix watch it i'm not joking it's one of the best reality tv shows of all time um so she didn't win um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Series 2, but she was really popular. So the first episode of Series 3, all these new um, transvestites uh, turn up and out, and they th- uh, and they kind of get to know each other. And all of a sudden, out of a big box, Shangela pops out and is like, I'm back. And, it, and this Yeah, but are they trans or is this drag? 
Uh, That's the difference. RuPaul's Drag Race is completely drag. There, are, I think there's only been a trans once, but it's against the rules. I think. Yeah. So transvestite, not transgester. Transgender. Transgester. Transgester. We're like you're half That's funny offensive. and you're half not. <laughs> Well, you like to dress, in, <laughs> dress up in, in court clothing yeah. to please the king from time to time. Oh, okay, I'm amazing. pitching it. I'm pitching it to E. <laughs> that is amazing. Jen Waffles trans jester race. <laughs> that is great. A trans I've just offended a whole load of people. You offended <laughs> I've actually made this worse. And jesters. And also jesters. I was trying to do the right thing and I've just made a big mess. Anyway, let's get back to the plot. A female jester with a penis. <laughs> that, that's, that's, how the, that's how your that's TV so starts. That's so offensive, Jen. I can't believe you said that out loud. <laughs> it's not offensive. <laughs> Joking. No, so anyway, so there, this uh, prostitute is by a petrol station late at night. Yeah, obviously trying to pick up customers yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, but again, we discussed it. <laughs> I'm not going to keep referring to the fact that we've done this again, <laughs> but we discussed the fact that what, are you, what is this trans person doing in a, such a small, a small town? town? Because like Shangela and this character that she plays as prostitute is very uh, metropolitan, I would say. Like dresses, <laughs> dresses nice for a, for a trans prostitute and... We'd, d- we'd probably do better in LA or, or like New York or something. So you're worried about her career prospects? I'm in worried about. I, I, need, I need to have. A, I mean, I am, <laughs> it sounds like I am going soft, but I'm really not. She needs to sort her life out. She needs to get off crack. We'll <laughs> come does. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So um, the uh, we see her from her point of view. This mm-hmm. monster coming towards her. This wear monster, um, and she hits it with her with her bag, yep. which is which is it's a good move, and and I guess it, it's kind of empowering. Transgesters, maybe. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying transgester. <laughs> I'm so glad we do this episode again. So we can, <laughs> so we can laugh transgesters. at me. <laughs> um, I think it's a, it's a boring old cliche that a, a, a woman who was formerly a man would be really strong. You're right. It is, so, it is, so it is okay. So we've got yeah, we've got the trans prostitute on crack. It is a, it's a boring yeah. cliche. I think they can do better. No, no. But I think this was that person was put into this. Um, for that very reason. Because it's all about... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's two ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, So the park ranger um, we see next, um, he has a big net. And the park ranger, as I said before, is Kamel Nanjani, who has a great X-Files podcast himself, um, which is the reason why he got on on X-Files. Maybe we should be on X-Files as well. Okay, we we definitely will be because I think as many people listening to this as his podcast, surely. And I think, weren't you in uh, the new series of, um, (laughs) what's his TV show called again? Um, No, the computery one. Oh, um, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Weren't you in, in the new series? Am I in Silicon Valley? I think you should be, as a transgester. As a tra- feminist. <laughs> Hi, guys. Trans-gester. I'm a transgester. <laughs> cool. That could be, that's a good start-up name, to be fair. <laughs> it's good. Oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, we see him with a big net, and he's obviously trying to catch uh, something. And he says he's trying to catch a stray puppy. Uh, <laughs> were you putting your head down as if, like, like what have I done? <laughs> I feel, bad. I feel bad now. I'm not sure this is funny. I'm really worried. <laughs> it's fine, Jen. Jezebel might get hold of this. <laughs> Jezebel, more like. <laughs> Stop it. Jezebel is on the case. I'm scared of Jezebel. So, so, so am I. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I just know at one point there'll be an article, this guy. And I would have done something. Really, like I would have like said something on Twitter by accident. But I would hope like people come to my defence and not just like internet trolls would be like, no, that's not what he meant. I don't think they're going to dox you, Jed. Don't worry. No, I'm worried about that. I'm just worried about them thinking like I'm like a bad person. 
Well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can you tell them I've gone soft now? Yeah, I'll just get oh on God. the feminist phone. They'll drag up stuff from like audio junkies. From, like, well, this is, what we're, this is what we're this talking about. This guy from if 10 years ago. Any of us that were on that website should be very worried if yeah. former employees ever saw what we wrote or posted yeah. or photos or whatever. Exactly. Or current employees even. Employers. Well, good job. I'm a student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forever. Okay, right. So, we're yeah. doing more waffling. Oh, we're doing more waffling. Okay, we'll, get, we'll cut to the chase. But at least we cut out. We've cut, yeah, we've, we've kind of cut to the chase. So, um, they're pro- um, he is approached by Mulder and Scully, and Mulder has a camera app. And we went on about this camera app loads last time, so let's not, let's, let's not do it so much this time. So, he has this camera app that seems to be out of control. It's like when you get your, your iPhone wet and it just goes crazy. Like, happened to me recently. Yeah, I dropped mine in the toilet. Yeah, it just goes mental. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, did you get yours replaced? Yeah, because thankfully it was the one year. God, God this is boring. Thankfully yeah. it was under the one year warranty, but I did put it in rice for like seven days and it did not work. It does not work. I'm here to debunk that theory that it doesn't work because it does work. No. But it works, maybe not on phones, on my laptop. You put your laptop in rice? Yeah. So this is it. So my laptop was broken because I watched, I watched films in the bath, right? Chad, uh, yeah. it's so dangerous. Yeah, no, but it's like balanced on like a chair, but obviously it gets splashed and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh no, I've got to buy a new computer now and loads, loads of cool stuff on it. So I was just like, before I kind of bought a new computer, I was like, let me try it. So I, I poured rice all over it and I covered it in cling film, poured more rice in it. I left it overnight in the morning. It was like a new computer. That is Things were working cool. so fast. I was like, what is going on? It's, rice is like the best. To be fair, my friend Robert did then urinate on my phone, so that might be why oh it died. No. <laughs> oh no, that's an X Files in itself. <laughs> also, you need new friends, Jen. You need new friends. No, it was I'm away for a decade, and this is what, you, what happens. I'm really sorry. Right. You have softened. <laughs> yeah, oh god. Um, okay, so okay, so the phone is blinking. The phone's like out of control. Yeah, <laughs> the app is crazy. So it keeps taking pictures, and like the lights on, it goes crazy. Um, and so, but the reason why Mother wants to do this is he's kind of taking a scully role a little bit and he wants to document everything because over the past like 15 16 years 23 years is it yeah geez the last 23 years of x-files he hasn't really got much evidence so right he's never been able to like photograph it film it well there's been it's always been debunked or they've always gone missing at the last minute or or the usb what does that remind you of what your sd card going oh my yeah this is crazy yeah Wow. Tr- trust no one. Um, so, yeah, it's it really bizarre. It's really strange. Um, yeah, so his phone is out of control. Um, and they come across uh, a dead body, and he's taking pictures of it. And they also see a glimpse of the monster. Mm. So Something runs in the distance. Yeah. yeah. So um, they try to, Mulder's trying to take photos of it. And he's he's discussing the, pro- the problem and what he's just seen with the park ranger, um, who's conveniently there. And they are once again uh, attacked by this were monster. And so he's he's taking photos, but it's really close range. So the photos aren't coming out properly or they won't be when we finally find that out. Um, and uh, yeah, and they, they're left on the floor kind of dazed almost. Yeah, between two big trucks. Yeah, so, yeah I like wonder why that was. Was that, oh, so... Up, I guess prostitutes. Yeah, I guess, but also so it gives it gives the monster time to kind of go around. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good scene for a chase. Exactly. Uh, so Scully approaches them and uh, it's like what happened, and they explain. Uh, but he's like, I've got evidence, so it's fine. Yeah. And then they see another glimpse of the monster, and they chase him into um, a portaloo, yep. which is in the car park. 
um, because this is this is the nineteenth century, I guess. Um, and uh, so um, Muller's ready with his phone, and he opens the door of the portaloo, and there's Reese Darby. And I guess it, I should say the Reese Darby thing again. But okay, in, in, in but make it precise. Yeah, make it make it precise. Okay. So Jed has a story about Reese Darby. Yeah. So again, this was ten years ago, and I do lots of weird stuff all the time, and and very strange stuff. And some of these things are hazy, and and I forget, and then people remind me um but um about 10 years ago i was going out with uh jen um <laughs> and thanks jen <laughs> and we um and she was just about to go off to argentina, argentina but before she went we did some things and one of the things were we went to this comedy show because i was asked by the manager of um ash to help his friend out with his because he manages comedians so he, so this comedian manager guy said, come along to this comedy club, check out this act. He's called Reese Darby. He's just kind of on getting started. He's done a, a few things, but not very much. Check him out, see what you think, and, and, and we'll work it out. So I went to the club. He was all right. He did, he did some uh, special effects noises, a bit like the, the guy from uh, Police Academy. He did like helicopters and gun shooting and stuff. And he told a story about an ugly girl in a car being ejected out, and he did all the sound effects. And then, uh, yeah, so sh- so at the end, I went, yeah, that's all right. And he was like, let's meet in a couple of weeks, uh, me, you, and Reese, and we'll discuss how you can help his career. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is all right. And I didn't really think much of it. And in the meantime, I think, Jen, you'd gone... You, after that, you went to... Yeah, and so I don't remember... It's, now I remember more. I had no memory of this. Yeah. But the more you talk about the helicopter noises, the more I remember. Yeah. I also think we had a fight that night about gin and tonics. What do we, What was the fight? <laughs> how, how do you remember that fight? I remember every fight, what, Jed. <laughs> every what was the fight? fight. What was the fight? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that I wasn't speaking to you that night. So that might be why I've erased it from yeah. my memory. Why would we fight about gin and tonic? Oh, I, was, I don't know. We fought about everything. I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have said, that, oh, you're drinking too much. That's not something I would say. No, that's true. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, so maybe you were in your own like kind of like weird like world. It's a grumpy, and, yeah. grumpy bubble. Um so that w- but again, maybe that's why I don't I can't, couldn't really f- remember a lot about that night either. But then a couple of weeks I went to Cricklewood where his manager was um to this weird office in this kind of like weird apartment and had a big table there, I remember that. And I sat at one end and Reese and the manager sat at the other end of this big table. Very like, formal. Yeah, like Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> exactly like Game of Thrones <laughs> in Cricklewood. In Cricklewood, yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, Cricklewood is actually where there was a big um, film studio, which and they did Hellraiser. Oh, okay. It used, it used to be the, one of the biggest. Um, not anymore. So yeah, we discussed how I could help restart his career, and what it came down to was I would uh, get all of his recordings of all these weird voices he he does, and I would put it onto MySpace. That was it for on him. MySpace. So Reese sent me, and that because you really stuff. knew your way around MySpace in two thousand and five, <laughs> like did. you were really good at it. Yeah, I was alright. So like I, um, I, I mean, I ran like a music website and stuff, so I kind of knew my way around it. So yeah, he sent me all the stuff. I made him a, a MySpace profile, stuck it on MySpace and like had a few email exchanges going yeah blah 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 and spoke to his manager on the phone a bit saying this is what I'd done um and that was the kind of end of it and I thought okay yeah I've I've done that and I didn't get paid for it I didn't get paid at all for it I did it as a favor for one of Tav's mates and Tav was Ash's manager um and uh yeah and then like a few years later a couple of years later 
everyone was like, oh, you need to watch uh, Flight of the Concords. And I was like, why? So that's really funny. Watched it. There's Reese Darby uh, playing one of the most iconic roles in comedy. Yep. And I was like, wow. And he's gone from strength to strength. Yeah, um, definitely. Including what we did in The Shadows, yep. where he plays a werewolf. Yeah. So I can see why uh, these guys have uh, um, come to Quite a similar character. Well, he always plays a similar he character. Just play, he just plays Murray. Yeah, he, he doesn't he do any is. Of the voices anymore. No, he doesn't um, do sound effects. No, but he's really good at it. It's the, the kind of like deadpan, simple. Yeah. It's been quite sweet. He's always plays like a sweet, honest person yeah, as well. He does. Yeah. Um, so like he, um, so that was my, my weird entry into his career. And I'm not saying for one second that I help his career. You are though. At so all. He wouldn't have landed this Xbox no, gig. No, but I'm just thinking, hang on. So he did the, um, the Flight of the Concord radio show. Probably around, around the same, same time. time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they 2005, 2006. I'm, gu- I'm, I'm guessing people would have gone there to hear, hear his stuff. He would have pointed people towards it to, to hear his, his voices. Space. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's still there. Were you in his top eight? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you should have been. Uh, I should have put myself in it, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, he is. Uh, he appears in the Portaloo, obviously not being the uh, wear monster, but we no. find out later he definitely is. And so were his clothes in there the whole time? Yeah. How quickly did he get them on? So this is this adds to my theory. Suspension of, yeah. It's suspen- suspension you can of, have a suspension yeah. of disbelief or you can um, trust in uh, Jennifer Waffles' theory <laughs> of transgesterization. Um, no, that the I'm fact changing my PhD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the fact that the only people that see um, this wear monster are because cause don't forget Scully wasn't around. Scully was um, doing something else. Looking uh, at the dead body. That's yeah, what she was doing. Exactly. Yep. So when Scully's there in, in, with Mulder and... It's uh, a man, Parker not Ranger, a monster. It's a man, exactly. So uh, then it cuts to uh, Scully doing an autopsy on the dead body they just found. And uh, and Mulder is really trying his best to interrupt her, showing her really bad photos of the stuff that he took, um, the pictures of the monster, really close up, blurred images. And you think, you had like an iPhone 5S, I think. And... Um, it should have been all right at the pictures, even at that close range. It shouldn't have been blurred. It can p- it's got oh, quite he's a He's just like a, a dad, like an embarrassing dad that can't work his phone. So. An embarrassing sexy dad, perhaps. <laughs> well. Some people find him quite sexy. Is that you, Jed? Do you mean, do your friends find him sexy, Jed? Oh, well, I think the female friends. And I think, a lot, I think actually, I think he has got a lot of um, um, gay followers. Probably. I think so. But maybe I have as well, I think. No, you I don't. Think, I think I do. No, you Hang don't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Mulder is showing out all, all of these. And it's a small video of it as well. But it's nothing really you can put down to um, something otherworldly or supernatural. Um, then uh, Mulder goes back to his motel to have a bit of a rest because um, he needs one. <laughs> and uh, he hears the cries of, Monster! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mulder works out, and this is just coming back to you now because it's been a few weeks since we've seen it. So um, I can I can yep. I can see your thought processes. Um, so he hears cries of monster, monster, and Mulder kind of works out um, that he's been spied on by the guy who runs the motel through a fox mask, right? Through a fox mask, yeah. He, Very nice because he yeah in in the kind of in the inside the walls of the motel, there's like a walkway uh, with eye holes into everyone's room, just into like hunting trophies, heads of animals. Yeah, yeah just. just just because the guy's a perv, basically. Yeah, he's a huge perv. He was perving on Mulder and in his speakers. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, Mulder looks through that, that fox mask because we didn't mention it last time, so luckily we did. Oh, there you go. Um, which was a nice, nice uh, uh, touch. And uh, yeah, and he basically um, approaches the Peep and Tom 
guy, uh, the motel owner, mm-hmm. who's drinking what looks like nail varnish yeah, remover or, or something. Cleaner or something, like yep. yeah. Something potent. Um, and he exp- and the motel owner explains the story of how he was uh, being a peeping Tom and saw Reese Darby turn into the monster. Um, and uh, and Reese Darby was shouting things like, no, not again. Yeah, throwing things across the room. Yeah, yeah. Let this be the last time. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, and <laughs> and I think this, the, the next thing is really great because then he explains what he's saying to Scully and uh, Scully looks at him and is like, this is how I like my Mulder. Because Scully likes Mulder being fantastical. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people like that about me as well. What, what do you think, Jem? Do, do people like it? When <laughs> Am I, I the like Scully to your Mulder? <laughs> for, 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 for the purposes <laughs> of this episode. Because I think... I think there was a time when people expected me to do like weird stuff all the time and to be controversial and do things like that and to be slightly, um, to think differently than other people. And it's, and it's kind of come to my advantage in, in a lot of occasions. Uh, but also I think it kind of distanced me from like other human beings who were just like, what are you talking about? Um, and so I, I really empathise with Mulder in general. And I think this is one of the reasons why I like well, I, why I liked and love X Files is I empathise a lot with Mulder just because f- he likes weird things and I like weird things. Yeah, but I don't think you're. I think that's they know that there's a there's a certain male target f- uh, that, that mm. for identification with the character of Mulder because that's true. but he's not li- like thankfully he's not like a dick or like mm-hmm. and like he's not like the kind of like uh, Judd Apatow Seth Rogen like identified no. with this slob this ugly hideous slob exactly like he's quite sweet fantastical love his imagination yeah yeah but can we like and if we're going to talk about that how I, i'm being new to the series i'm amazed yeah. how like scully is the one with the proper job yeah. who can actually be useful and like save people's lives yeah well i mean <laughs> whereas he just kind of yeah. waltzes around yeah but like um like, like Mulder, he before all the x-files stuff he was renowned as a, as a great detective um, Oh yeah that's it that's right yeah, yeah. so he's so retired yeah or former well, he, well, he's been put onto this, onto this, yeah. effectively like a, a crappy job because he wants to discover what happened to his sister originally. Okay, yeah. Um, that's it. And when Scully joined him, she it felt like she was taking a real step down in her career because she's with Spooky Mulder, um, but she still, she still has the ability to come out with some great stuff. And it, even though there are some f- fantastical things that happen in in the previous series, she's always there to kind of bring him back down to earth to make him think rationally, which is it's just the, the kind of the best kind of duo in in television. No, no, I, yeah. I completely agree. I really see the appeal of them as a couple on yeah. screen. But I mean, the great thing was the fact that they weren't a, like a, a romantic. No, that's what couple. I mean, not romantically. Yeah. No, that is, and that is pretty revolutionary, actually. Yeah. Well, they they kept it for as long as possible. I mean, well, then like they towards had the end. to have a baby. That's yeah. all I know. But yeah. anyway, but, but in I mean, general, it was never really that romantic. But it's nice to have chemistry. There's nothing wrong with a like a heterosexual friendship where there's like clearly chemistry. Yeah. It wasn't in this episode, but I think it's in the, in the, in, the, in either the next one or the one after where they hold hands and he, and. It, I thought that was the most romantic thing I've ever seen in X Files. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll come, to, that, when we come yeah. to it. But I just thought, oh wow! But he, she, she, he just like takes her hand and just like leads her somewhere. No, they're a wonderful duo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Scully is—it's almost like she's like falling back in love in, 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 in like so to speak, with. Yeah, with she Mulder. just has to sit there and 
listen to him talk, which is funny because <laughs> we're doing that now. I made yeah. that joke last time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and last time, uh, this episode was great. And so hopefully it will be, it's gonna be even better. Good. Yeah, it doesn't won't have any revelations unless we come up with another one. Although if this goes missing again, it's not going to go missing again at all. Like I'm going to be really suspicious. Um, because I'm, I'm editing it like like in a few hours, so like <laughs> okay. it can't. Um, so yeah, so um, she says that's how I like my mother. And then they go to because in in the uh, Restarbers hotel motel room Mulder finds uh, the packet of pills oh yeah with a doctor's name on them with a doctor's name on it so he goes and checks out the doctor he prescribed out the pills antipsychotics were they Jen? yep I think so um, for like borderline personalities that kind of thing exactly um, and he goes and checks them out and the doctor seems to be like an expert on mythology and yeah. yeah, and just like supernatural stuff and tells him a story of a lizard man that can only be killed with green glass That's through it. his is it through his um Appendix. Appendix, that's right, yeah. Um, which, I mean, we had to know about that at some point because it comes into play a bit later on. Um, and, yeah, it was it was an interesting scene. And, it, and, and like you said, Jen, um, it makes you question whether who's crazier, the, the lizard man or the man who believes in, yeah. in the lizard man. Um, but then we also see the doctor take the pills himself. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe does that mean that he believes in the lizard man? I'm not sure. I don't know. He had a good Eastern European accent, though. That's so true. That's oh, all you need to know. Yeah. don't know if that was meant to be sinister or not. I'm not sure. Or do Eastern Europeans have Again, it's like mythology? another cliche. I think it's yeah. another cliche. But I mean... This is like this is like popcorn TV. It's not. Yeah. It's not meant to like taxi too much. Yeah, it's much. not high highbrow in any way. Yeah, uh, well, not this, this not this episode anyway. Some of the other episodes possibly. Maybe yeah. Um, but you really you really love the um, Islamic episode. <laughs> <laughs> also, can I just say there's nothing wrong with not being highbrow? I'm not being cultured. Oh, of course, not yeah, like yeah. That's, that's yeah. It's great. So the, uh, they see this doctor, or he sees the doctor, and the doctor recommends uh, to Mulder uh, to go and check out the graveyard because that's where he goes to. Um, find peace and oh, that was it, relax yeah yep. um so this is something he's told to restarby aka wear monster 2 so we kind of know at some point there's going to be green glass and and appendix involved and also <laughs> and a this cemetery yeah in the meantime scully's been doing her job and she's been trying to <laughs> yep she's been working yeah but she does she does she stumble across it or was she looking out for restarby in this phone shop oh how do we no wait we worked this out last time how do we know that she knew the f- well, because I know the, the shop's the kind of little kind of strip mall was next to the motel. The motel, that was it. Yeah, that yeah. was it. So she just kind of stumbled upon it and, and luckily restarted. Well, if you kind of come to think of it, if you're new to... Uh, this is going to be a spoiler for later on, but, but essentially, um, Reese Tarby isn't a man who's turned into a, a lizard monster. It's a lizard monster that's turned into, into a, a man. man. So when he become when he became a human for the first time, he became aware of his situation and his and the things that tie down humans to uh, this reality and what makes them human. And these are things very boring, mundane things that we all have to do. Mm-hmm. Things like having to find a job and to think about mortgages and things like that. And yeah, he immediately wants like a sense of security, doesn't he? That exactly. he's like earning a salary and can yeah. And needs to buy things and capitalism. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And I think that's represented very well by him working in a phone shop and selling these yeah. ridiculously expensive phones that no one really knows what all this jargon means, uh, let alone the people selling it. But he manages to become, does he become manager in a day or yeah, something, something like, like that? that? Without social hilarious. security, without anything, but hey. Yeah. Um, so um, Scully finds him I- in there um, and he she calls up Mulder and tells Mulder, I think I found your, your lizard monster. 
monster. So by the time uh, Mulder gets there, though, um, the lizard monster has gone. Yeah. Um, and the shop's a wreck. Trash the shop. Yeah. And um, Scully's there, kind of bemused, and Mulder asks, uh, "Why did you um, go in? Why didn't you not wait for me? Wait for backup?" And she was like, "Just because I was doing my job, Mulder." Yep. Um, and uh, so Mulder thinks he knows where the next place this lizard monster will go after he's been rattled. And uh, luckily, the previous scene, we got the clue and he goes to the cemetery. And this scene is quite a long scene in the cemetery. Quite a lot happens. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, Mulder um, brings flowers um, to the grave of Kim Manners. Um, and Kim Manners was a director on X-Files. And he did... He did dozens and dozens of x-files episodes he's putting all the legwork so episodes like um other episodes could stand out he did so he did, he did i mean he didn't really have any big standout episodes kim manners but he'd put in the donkey work that made um x-files what it is he did lots of the mythology episodes and he died um, i think it was a couple of years back now um so it was a real nice touch for them to uh, for darren morgan to kind of write this in and, and direct this in um to the episode um that they're at the kim manners grave um, and they, I mean, they've done that in other TV shows before, but I think it is a, a real nice, classy touch. Um, and uh, Mulder approaches uh, Reese Darby. I, I can't remember what the lizard's name is anymore, but he's just Reese Darby. And uh, Reese Darby. Um, I know he's Guy Ma- Guy. Oh, it's Guy Man, isn't it? Guy he? Man, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Which is a great name. I should remember that. Um, but yeah, um, he has a conversation with Reese Darby, um, and. It looks like Reese Darby really wants Mulder to kill him. Yeah. So he, he he kind of like fakes an argument in order for Mulder to provoke to kill him. him. Yeah. yeah. And he pulls out, <laughs> and Reese Darby pulls out a green bottle which he smashes, um, and he kind of lunges at Mulder and he says, "Oh no, I've dropped my weapon." And Mulder kind of picks up and he goes, "Oh, you stabbed me right here." And he and he kind of lifts up his shirt to reveal the space where his appendix would be. Mm-hmm. I never know where my appendix and stuff will be. Uh, it's on your. It's on your right hand side. Right, right side down. Yeah. Down. I, I, I'm really bad with stuff like that. Yeah, my dad had his out, so I know. Left in the scar. It's what? pretty big. Is it? Is it? Is there a reason that you, is it always one of the things that, that you? So we, we used to have it when we were herbivores. Yeah. Because it's for like processing well, I'm a grass. Herbivore right now. <laughs> Do you eat a lot of grass? Well, yours is. Bu- yours be working then. You'll need okay, yours. Okay. Yeah. What does it do? Does it give you powers or anything? No. It just helps you uh, <laughs> digest grass, but we don't use it. So but and if, then if and then it can grass, get infected. I guess it would if we evolutionized yeah. in the next direction, and then it can become infected, obviously, and very easily. Yeah. Because it's just sitting there, doing nothing. Because we're not eating enough grass. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. That must be it. <laughs> yeah. I need to eat some grass, guys. If you have any grass, send it to me. Um, so yeah, we see uh, them in the cemetery, and Mulder is like, "No, no, I'm not going to kill you." And and Reese is like, "Come on, please." Um, but Mulder's like, "Okay, I'll kill you if you tell me your whole story about how this came to be." So um, he does. Reese Darby explains the fact he was. M- idly minding his own business as a lizard man yeah nice little comic flashback it works well <laughs> yeah, it works it really does. well in the episode <laughs> he's there lying in the, in the forest and he's a pro- I think he's like got a piece of wheat in his mouth and <laughs> he's like chilling <laughs> yeah. like hands, hands behind his head <laughs> it's great and it makes me think are there, are there other lizard men <laughs> out there just chilling in the, in the forest I th- he's really yeah. friendly he is quite adorable exactly. I wouldn't mind you wouldn't, wouldn't mind what <laughs> just chilling with a lizard man yeah that's true um, and uh, yeah, we see we see uh, from his point of view what happens, and what does happen is Kamel Nanjani um, is a serial killer. He's and chasing he someone through the forest. He's chasing the guy, and he basically bites the guy. That's that's his. That's how he kills people. Oh he yeah, bites he bites an ex. Yeah, and just like kind of like a weird like vampire. vampire but I don't think vampire, he drinks yeah. the blood. 
Um, and yeah, so it, it kind of runs into him. Um, and th- Kamel Nanjani bites him as well. And for some reason, Kamel Nanjani has the ability to transfer uh, manpowers onto other people. I think that's an episode that needs to be explored. What happens to Kamel Nanjani in jail? Well, and also, when he bites n- humans, nothing happens. They just die. But when he bites a lizard monster, yeah. it turns well, into a human. Well, lizards got stronger skin, haven't they? True. Um, so yeah. But it doesn't work reverse. It doesn't like, work Like, humans reverse, don't turn into lizards when they're bitten. I don't know. Have you ever been bitten by a lizard? <laughs> can you be bitten by lizards? Yeah, lizards oh, yeah, can bite. Of course you can, yeah. Komodo dragons on things. Oh, my God, yeah, don't even... Yeah, don't even uh, get bitten. Don't, don't, don't do one of those. You've got, like, 30 to. minutes to live. Yeah, I don't believe that. Is that true? Certain ones are very yeah, poisonous. It's the bacteria, right? Yeah, in the mouth. And that's why. And then they they want you to die, and then they'll come back for you later to eat you. Yeah, but <laughs> how will they find you? And also... <laughs> oh, they follow you, because you don't go far. You get paralysed. Yeah, but... Oh. So, uh, normally, ordinarily, they're doing it with, like, wild pigs and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can happen with children. and oh, horrendous. But how comes... <laughs> what a way to die. How comes there's no... Is there, like, a, um, a antiviral thing that can... An antidote. An antidote. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? That's a good question. There must be. Just go to Komodo Island and just get some of the poison and just reverse engineer it. Yeah, but we're talking about like deprived areas. We're not talking about like. No, but there must be. Someone must have done that. Scientists must I, have done I that. I think there is, but we talk that these people live like quite yeah. rurally, so they can't get to a hospital. But surely there's someone there. That <laughs> I, I, I agree. The infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> should be infrastructure be for those. So that children are bites. being bitten by Komodo dragons. And also, what are children doing playing like in the middle of a forest or whatever? What, <laughs> it's Indonesia, Jed. Yeah, like, they can, <laughs> like, it's not like like London. Yeah. Okay. I have a good. It's not. It wasn't a Komodo dragon. It was another kind of big lizard. And I was sitting on a beach in Malaysia mm-hmm. eating like a little pet lunch that I bought, and it was like chicken on rice. And I don't eat chicken, so I threw. Jen used to be a meat eater. To be, but so I threw the chicken onto the sand. Like, I, I, I'm looking back, I hope I was going to pick it up and put it in the bin, but Jesus anyway, Jen, what's <laughs> happened to you? Terrible. I was just like no, chucking garbage on this pristine beach. I think I took the chicken and put it next to me, and I ate the rice and peas that were underneath it. And out of nowhere, a big lizard like scatters across the sand, grabs the chicken drumstick, and runs off. No and I was just sitting there, like gobsmacked <laughs> and you know how they run like yeah, yeah, th- with yeah. their little legs poking out like, it was so funny and i was like jesus if it had bitten me i'd be dead but it wasn't a commodity no right? it wasn't it, 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 it was it just was a fine. big lizard no it was big it was oh, big really? but i can't remember the name of it it's a lizard that you would know it's not a jesus lizard it wasn't one of those okay. <laughs> those are cool <laughs> why are they why are they called jesus because they, they walk on water Oh, nice, of course. Yeah. Wow. With that hilarious walk. Yeah. <laughs> See, we didn't go into lizards in the last podcast. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> David Attenborough, watch out. <laughs> oh, he's really... Have you seen his mo- most recent ones? I saw the one about the Great Barrier Reef. He's slowing down, isn't he? He's really slowing well, down. Well, he went 300 metres in a submarine, so... Yeah, I know. For like an, a man in his late 80s, he's doing fine. Yeah, I guess. It's a, oh, it's a real, real shame if, if he were to go. He will don't, don't. Point. I know. It'll be National Day morning. Let's not talk oh, about yeah. it. Let's not jinx but it. But who, who would take over? I think Stephen Fry is the only person <laughs> to take over. Oh, I hope not. Would you not want Stephen Fry? No, he bores me. What? This, this no, is it would have to be like a wildlife person. Who's that guy from... Chris the Packham. vet, super vet. <laughs> Chris Packham. Was yeah. Chris Packham? Pulled that out of nowhere. What Chris time? Packham. Wow. Or it could be Michaela Strachan. Where's she gone? What about Trudy, the Swedish vet? <laughs> do you know what I'm vets in practice? There no. was a mad Swedish woman oh, called Trudy. Yeah. Anyway. But do you know what? It would have probably been Rolf Harris if it well, well, didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like Chris Packham might have gotten into trouble recently no. for something as well. No, no, no. He hasn't. Are you sure? I had, this, I had a similar conversation with someone else before, and they were saying, yeah, Chris Packham did that thing. And I was like, what? They were getting mixed up with that other guy who hung himself. 
who was who did the same Jesus. who did the same uh, kind of type of TV shows, but it was like a children's TV presenter who wow. hung himself in Waterloo, I think. Oh, stop! Anyway, yeah. <laughs> stop. We're doing more waffling. waffling. It's yeah. unbelievable. Jennifer Waffle <laughs> on the mic, right? So we um. So this story, this story we, we, hear, we, we hear the story of uh, Reese Darby and, and what happened when he became human and became, basically he hates himself now that he, he has all of these issues and kind of all this mental anguish going on. Yeah, it's a nice little distilled monologue about being a, boor- a boring average human being. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's just very being human. Yeah. And like, I think. Um, and the ridiculous things that, the stresses that we put ourselves under. Exactly. And yeah. like, the, like it's just well written. Like Darren Morgan. It is. It really is. Right. It's really well. And it ju- he's, inst- he's just distilled like humanity down to like a few sentences. Yeah, basically, it's, it's, yeah. it's great. And how depressing it is. <laughs> it's really depressing. Do you have a pension, Jed? Because I don't. Yeah, I'm very I worried. <laughs> I have actually got multiple pensions. Good Lord. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we um, and we. F- so this is the point that we find out that he used to be a lizard and he's been turned nightly, I think, into a, full a man. Moon, yeah. Um, but do you know what? I felt because I'm I'm writing this werewolf um, script thing. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, it's only ever a full moon for a few seconds. Ah. All the other times it's like ninety nine point something percent or ninety eight percent. So it only actually ever reaches the point of the full moon for like seven seconds, I think. Okay. So all of these werewolf movies have got it completely wrong. Yeah. So when I'm writing mine, I'm like, okay, cool. I can't really just do a werewolf seven, movie. Just now a seven second seven werewolf. Seconds. So like well, I'll save you on the budget. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm introducing a new a new rule to werewolf law that as long as it's over like ninety percent, it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but make sure someone points out. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. it gives you a few days, like three days of werewolf madness. Um. So, uh, um, yeah, we hear the story. But the best part of the story, Jen, I don't know if you've forgotten, is the fact we find out that along with his humanity, he he becomes kind of um, longing for something to kind of companionship. And he gets a a a little dog. Do you remember the dog's name? Dagoo. That's it. Yeah, I forgot. I want that. a dog called Dagoo. Dagoo. What a great name. And yeah, I think he we does. mentioned before, which you, I don't know why I keep saying it, but Dagoo was a character in Moby Dick, I believe. Oh, right. The, okay. The people. You think in three weeks we're going to fact check that, but. Yeah, no, <laughs> never I'm mind. That's just for my facts. Yeah. So Dagoo's there, and um, the, the, the thing that's driven him crazy is the fact that Dagoo went, yeah, went missing. It's like, Dagoo! Um, and that's why the animal rescue guy has had a call. Has a net, yeah, and he's trying to find Dagoo. The, the puppy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Oh, no, we haven't got to where he lies about what happens with Scully. Oh, yeah, he also says. <laughs> Do you want to explain it? <laughs> okay, so he says that when he was working in the phone shop and uh, like a beautiful woman came in and she said, can you help me with my phone because I can't find my dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's take some new ones. And then they go and have... A passionate, hilarious dream sex, sex standing up in the back room, yeah. and that's when Mulder intervenes and says, "I <laughs> yeah, don't think that happened." Happen. And Reese Darby says, "Oh, since I became human, all I can do is exaggerate yeah. about my sex life." And um, and this is where we say that Mulder seemed a bit angry that um, someone was talking about. Oh Scully. yeah, definitely. I don't know if he was jealous or angry, or maybe a bit of both. Jangly, jangly. Um, is that a thing? Jealous and angry should be called jangly. <laughs> It's like when you were hungry and angry, and it's like oh, hungry, oh yeah, yeah. or a snap, which is a snack and a nap. <laughs> How can you eat when you're having a nap? Well, <laughs> you never seen me snap. Do you just like, no. like stuff yourself with like sweets and then go to sleep, and then the morning's uh, yeah. gone? Okay, croissants. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so and we joked about how this was a chance to get Scully in her bra. 
I'm f- I'm fine with that. I, I know you because are. Not that because we've seen Mulder in his speed speedos. But also because um, when this was fir- when, when X-Files first came out, she was 19. And in the first episode... 19? Yeah, in the first episode. She doesn't look 19, but she's 19. Um, she she got her bra out, basically, in a scene where Mulder was trying to help her with, with something. And Julian Anderson, I think we mentioned before, is an X-Files onto herself th- with the fact that she becomes more beautiful with age. She is... She's amazing. Yeah. She's just stunning. She stuns me. She She's amazing. She's beautiful. But also her talent as well yeah. seems to increase like a hundredfold. Everything she's in um, is, is incredible. Like The Fall, mm-hmm. um, Hannibal. I mean, she does play the same character <laughs> in everything. She's Miss it's a Havisham great in oh, um, she was Great Expectations. She's really good. She was the best, Miss Havisham. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, like, more Julian Anderson, please. Put her in, in absolutely everything. She should do more films as well. I agree. I mean, she could be as big as Kate Winslet. Like, Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She should be. They've got that kind of whole redhead thing going on. Yeah, like... But actually, maybe Winslet's stolen some of, like, the roles that's... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I would have loved to have seen Scully in Titanic. <laughs> Scully. It's probably similar, right? Yeah. She might be a bit older. Because yeah. I think Kate Winslet was very young in that. I like, so. early 20s. Draw me like your alien girls. <laughs> That's what you'd write into an X Files script. I would write it. I would love to write for X Files, one day. Speaking of which, Mulder has the X Files theme tune as his ringtone in the tone. graveyard. Yeah, yeah, we're coming to that. So um, he, uh, Reese Darby, like, is angry at the fact that uh, Mulder won't kill him, even after he's told his story. But Mulder's like, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. So um, Reese Darby just just runs off and uh, in in a mood. It's like that's the real monster. Mulder's the real monster. And Mulder just takes that opportunity to uh, down his sorrows. And he had a green bottle. In a, with a green bottle of something. Yeah. Something in his pocket, which was great. Like, and just he's been teetotal in this, the series yeah. until this point, you see. Exactly. Um, and he um, sits down by Kim Manor's gravestone. It just gets completely wasted, um, yep. which is great. Um, and uh, what we see is him waking up um, shortly thereafter. I guess that some hours have passed um, by the graveside with the, with the bottle kind of empty and the theme song from, from X-Files on his phone, which is great. And that's the first time that's ever happened in X-Files. And I just think that's that's great. Um, it's those little touches. Because, I mean, a lot of us had X-Files ringtone throughout the 90s. I remember one of the first... <laughs> Like it, w- the first time you could change your your phone ringtone into um, a, 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 another song, basically, it, he had a few choices. You had like um, the Airwolf theme song, A Team, and like X Files, and maybe a couple of others. Yeah. So it was a real thing. Like ninety percent of X Files fans had in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, we have to also remember that there's now a serial killer on the loose that we're informed of. And yep. That's Kamel Nanjani. Um, and uh, the, the call was from Scully, and Scully said she's kind of tracked him down uh, to um, the animal shelter, animal yeah, shelter place, yeah. yeah. Um, so Mulder tries again. He says, "Wait for me. Wait for me. Don't do anything because." I guess previously, in previous iterations of X-Files, he was the one to save the day and Scully was always getting kidnapped by aliens and things like that. Yeah, you said. So this is the 21st century, guys. Now now this is how how it goes. Mother's very ineffectual. Yeah. Don't want to get on the bad side of Jezebel. X-Files, racist, sexist. God. Possibly transphobic, though. So, hey. Yeah, jesterphobic. Oh, um, and yeah, so um, we yeah. Also, the thing that um, that, that um, 
Reese Sibley does when he is a human is he watches a lot of porn, which is another thing that um, Mulder does. It's one of his traits. Watches porn and also eats sunflower seeds. And so far, sunflower seeds haven't been a, a trope in this new series. He hasn't watched any porn yet either. No, he hasn't. But he eats a lot of sunflower seeds. I didn't seeds. know about this. Okay. And I remember when in my teen years, I was like, sunflower seeds are cool now. So he used to always like go to like Sainsbury's and just buy sunflower seeds and just kind of bring it into school and just like bird bird food. Yeah, and just be like writing something, just a pack of sunflower seeds there, and everyone's like, oh, why have you got why have you got um, sunflower seeds? So now I, I don't know. I just like him. My really gerbils like, were mad for sunflower seeds. Yeah, but like looking back, what an idiot! Like they they, they don't taste of anything. The only thing that tastes they're okay. Ni- no, the only thing that tastes <laughs> nice in sunflower seeds is the salt that's on the outside. Oh wait, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> so why I like them. the salt off, and then it's just it's like eating. It's like the same with like every nuts. I'm like, this nuts <laughs> delicious, yeah. but if it's not roasted and salted, then I'm like, ugh, it's just this is gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, she just got you a salt lick. Oh, <laughs> my gerbils had that as well. Salt lick. Well, maybe I think that the nut industry is going to be on our backs now, and probably steal my SD card. Not so big. Yeah, <laughs> they've dropped the N bomb, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so he's trying to get to, to Scully as fast as possible because obviously she's in danger and he's the only one that can save her from the danger. Yep. And he gets there. Or so he thinks. Yeah. And he gets there and Scully's there with Dagoo. Yeah. And uh, and um, she's basically saved the day. She's fought this um, man, Kamel Nanjani, and restrained him. Yeah. And as Mulder arrives, uh, he's been led away and he's trying to tell his kind of backstory, his origin story, but... Um, Scully's like, oh, say it, say it another time. Very, very funny. That yeah, moment. Just, just cut she it. doesn't care. So that's uh, that's obviously a little dig at things like CSI <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, S, what's it, SVU, Special well, Victims C- Unit, where they, where like the killer gets his monologue at the end as to why that's right. what a damaged soul he is and why he kills people. But you know, there would be no CSI if it wasn't for X Files. Yeah, no, I, before yeah. X Files, there were no like CSI scenes and things. There was no like autopsy scenes yeah. really. Um, besides, like things like Quincy and things, but um, X Files kind of made it legit and and CSI. It's just like X-Files without the supernatural stuff. Though, t- speaking of supernatural stuff in medical programs, do you ever watch that one episode of Doctors where there was vampires? I don't remember that. Doctor, like Doctors. Doctors. Yeah, the one that's on like at one thirty, <laughs> like on a weekday. Um. It's... um. Yeah, it's one episode where there was this, guy, this kid who was a vampire. It was real weird. That's I'm, pretty dark. I've always tried to find it on YouTube, but maybe I imagine that. I don't know. And what's the what's the f- the BBC forensic thing? Is it with Helen Mirren? What what's the prime suspect? Prime suspect. So again, oh, is that yeah. I- again influenced? Yeah, like there is similarities. Female uh, prime forensic. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, she has that abortion on on, on a lunch break. <laughs> that <laughs> no, that was all in the papers. She's like. Handled well. Yeah, yeah. She just because she's so into her job, she has an abortion on her lunch break, goes back to work and solves the crime. It's like, wow, jeez. Um That would not go down in America. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so um yeah, we see it. and also we hear about k- uh Queequeg, um, which was um Scully's previous dog that she yeah. took from the previously scripted and directed episode by um Darren Morgan. Who 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 kind of writes all the best episodes of, of X Files, um, along with his brother Glenn Morgan, he does the next episode, um, and uh, so Mulder was like, "Why did you why did you do this without me? Like I told you, this is the second time we've done this." And Mulder's like, "Don't forget, I'm immortal," which is a callback to a previous uh, episode of X Files where a guy who can predict the future, um, who can predict people's death, um, tells Scully that she never dies. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a nice. Nice kind of callback to that, and I wonder if maybe something happened to her that she she can't ever die. Possibly, we could be leading to that. That's true. Um, and um, 
then Mulder kind of like rushes to find um, Guy Man restart <laughs> yeah. as he's uh, walking away into the f- into the woods forever. And um, Mulder asks him how old he is, and he's like, uh, "Oh, how how long he will be in hibernation?" Hibernating for yeah, and it's like ten thousand ten thousand years. years yeah. And Mulder becomes skeptical skeptical again and says, "Why? I don't believe you." Uh, or he kind of thinks it, I guess. Um, and restart with things like there you go again being human and questioning stuff and yeah but then as he shakes Mulder's hand he turns into the lizard man he does <laughs> it's nice and he kind of like walks away um, as a lizard so it's kind of a n- nice point and was it at this point last time that we, when you said everyone who's seen the lizard yeah that's when I worked out is either it's not medicated like, or yeah, drunk it's not or stable something. or something yeah definitely yeah. and compass mentis that's the that's compass the phrase you're looking mentis. for everyone who's not compass mentis sees the lizard and yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk about this in, pr- in next in the next episodes as well because yeah it's right. really on my mind now it is i can't shake it off exactly um but yeah but all in all it's a really good episode it's much yep. better than the first two that i saw agreed yeah and you you describe it as like the monster of the week and it it's works really well so yeah the next couple are kind of as well yeah and it reminded me of like a good buffy or angel episode definitely yeah yeah, I which have got to be Buffy-ish, inspired by yeah. X Files as well. He's oh, got big to style. be. Yeah, yeah, and also Buffy is um, inspired by the nineteen eighty four film Night of the Comet. Which oh yeah, you, yeah, I remember yeah, talking about that. Which everything Joss Whedon's done ever since is ripped off from that film. Have you seen the film Night of the Comet? It's, no. on, it's on Netflix right now. Is it? Yeah. Okay, well I will watch it. It's about two. This is it's my PSA for Night of the Comet. It's about these two teenage girls who are one of the only survivors of a of a comet, basically killing everyone on Earth. And you think, okay, this is where they go around and they um, like fight zombies and stuff. No, there are zombies around, but um, they go shopping and <laughs> yeah. they just like steal cars and it's just amazing. Ever since I've met Jeb, which is like eleven or twelve years now, yeah, uh, he's brought up Night of the Comet. In every conversation we've yeah. ever had like yeah, anything he's kind of and like oh that reminds it. that reminds me of yeah i'm doing it out of spite now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should. but like but also everything i've ever like written is is a rip off of that as well which is which is cool um and yeah and i've got something uh, uh i might as well say right now next in march at the bfi i've got this um screening for i think it might just be for industry but maybe other people can t- come along as well um, but I'm screening some of my short films and some other stuff and one of them is called Dawn of the Deaf and it's really inspired by Night of the Comet um, so yeah check it out um, okay that's another episode Jen and I love that episode so 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 much yeah actually and even now like three weeks later I still really yeah. like it so that's a good sign exactly and I think it's one of the best episodes of X-Files I've ever seen and Aww. there's been some really good ones high praise yeah this is great um, yeah so <laughs> hopefully no one no government agency or alien or creature steals this SD card before we edit it later on um, and if you listen to this that means it's good news and we're not dead guys don't say things like that <laughs> <So> <laughs> we'll be um, uh, we'll see you next time on yes. X-Rated, the X-Files podcast. Where can we find you, Jen, if we want to find you? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Jenny Bomb, J-E-N-N-I-B-O-M-B. And I mostly tweet about French cinema exactly. and uh, stuff to do with my PhD, which I admit is kind of boring. So I'll try and branch out <laughs> in case anyone's interested. You should do it. It's quite interesting. And I'm uh, at Jed Shepard, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D, on Twitter and Instagram. And my record label is postpoprecords.com. Um, and yeah, if you want to find out what stuff I'm releasing, re- some really good stuff. Some, if you went to bands like in the 2000s, this is this is a label for you. <laughs> like, if you're a my, middle-aged white man. Yeah. 
<laughs> Middle aged. All of all of the um, all of the your best bands that you could have listened to from 2005 onwards. It's probably I probably released stuff for. Um, so thank you very much for listening once again, and we will see you next time. Thanks for having me, Jed. No worries. Bye. Bye. woman named Cassandra who was over the uh, MUFON group, I'm a complete gentleman, told me I brushed up against her because she didn't want uh, minorities coming to the MUFON group and had me kicked out of the Los Angeles MUFON group. She said she didn't want people of color to know the truth. Wow, so, so j- just, just to go back a second. American, American Indian. And she found that she was really a, a government agent. So you went to a, a, a UFO group and in, in L.A., and they, they kicked you out? I went to the, yeah, the MUFON group, and then when I wrote to the head of the MUFON group in Colorado, this woman slandered me. And uh, then Mr. Brown, who uh, ran the, um, uh, another UFO group that used to meet in Needles, California, I was good friends with, with Colonel Wendell Stevenson. He was also raised in, he was in the Christian science faith like I am. And he was friends with my cousin Phyllis McKinnon, who was a retired Army officer. And my cousin Phyllis McKinnon, who was a retired Army officer, showed me the computers, the cell phones, and the GPS way back in the 80s. And she said she died in 1992 of Hopkins, Hopkins disease. But she said before she died, she says every civilian is going to have the GPS that the, the, the military got from the extraterrestrials. Because the extraterrestrials used the GPS, or first used the GPS in their, in their spaceships to uh, travel from space yeah. to, uh, to find directions where they were going from one star to another. And, um, and, I, um, and then she shared with me that the computers was another, and all these new uh, space age games that kids play. She had those, and she um, showed me a piece of metal from that crash, the whole disc, and she, she folded it in her hand, and it, and it unfolded back into her hand. And she says the metal that the uh, spaceships use can't be destroyed. She told me just like we use a lot of uh, metal parts inside of our computers, and our cars of the extraterrestrials use different um, uh, crystals uh, as, uh, for, for anti-gravity for the compulsion, compulsion system yep. to travel uh, as well. She said that the, uh, she shared with me the, um, that the, uh, the uh, uh, and I was told this from Jessica Ardias, who's an extraterrestrial of the Corindian uh, race. She said that she told me that the, uh, the extraterrestrials built pyramids so the, uh, the spaceships could travel from the from the energy from their anti-gravity into our planet and wow. they uh they were not built by slaves they were built by extraterrestrials uh from levitation from the anti-gravity and uh there's big underground bases everywhere the uh the omegans have a big big underground base in any in near indianapolis in indiana and if you go online, you can see where the Corindians um, have underground bases all over. Their biggest underground base. So are the Corindians the, 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 the kind of main alien race? The Corindians um, uh, are uh, they're just nearly opposite of us humans. Uh, their women are just are six feet and eight feet, where their men only get no bigger than five feet. 
Wow. Which is the opposite of the human uh, kind here on human Earth. Yeah. And they come from star Corridor, which is 411 light years away from Earth. And their gravity is so strong until if we were on star Corridor, we, would, we couldn't even walk because their gravity would... It's like uh, like a magnet. It would hit, it, it, it would it, it would have us fall to the ground like a piece of metal. So, they're, they're, so why are the uh, their gravity is much stronger than ours on Earth? Why would the men be smaller? Is there is there a reasoning for 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 the men to be smaller? Is there is there a reason for I the men know. to be smaller? I, I I I don't understand. It's just they told me every planet's like a different uh, snowflake. It's, it has its own unique difference, and just like every human on Earth is different. That's what Jezebel Ortiz explained to me. But there, Jezebel Ortiz was in love with me, and Elder Master uh, Lacan, and many of the Elder Masters did not want her to marry a human, and they interfered. And so, uh, so when did you first meet? Because we're, we're skipping over the fact that you've actually met, you've met a Carindian, you've met I an met, alien. I met several ethnic uh, Carindians. The first Carindian I met was at Jezreel Ardias. I was selling my portraits at Lavrette and Carpets. Before this happened, my grandmother, Wright Schroeder, um, said to me that the Carindians that taught Orville and Wilbur Wright how to make the airplane and work with Einstein and Tesla. Uh, I was gonna. She, she was getting ready to pass on, and she was up in age. And she uh, said that I would meet the Corinthians after she passed on. And she died in 1989. And lo and behold, I was selling my portraits at Lavrea Carpets, and this beautiful woman came up to me that looked like Linda Carter, and she looked like the cross between Linda Carter and. Um, the bionic and woman. Page. She looked like the ionic woman. A lot of these extraterrestrials look like your superhero characters. Wow. They, 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 uh, they're very, they keep themselves, they exercise. And, and the Corinthians are vegans, they're, they're vegetarians. They do not eat any kind of meat. Wow, me too. Sugar. <laughs> me too. Uh, and they live, they live to be 3,000 years old. I'm, I used to be, I want to get back to being a beacon because when I was a beacon, my cousin Albert Green was a beacon and my cousin uh, Linda McKinnon was a beacon and uh, uh, she was a role model to me. She worked for a lot of 